Decepticons are attacking our launch site. Where's Prime? He's on Cybertron. It's up to you, Ultra Magnus. Meet Ultra Magnus. As car carrier, he can transport four Autobots into battle. But once there, he transforms into my powerful Autobot commander. Transformers! The Transformers, each sold separately from Hasbro. And here we go. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. No, this is hard for you. But winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? They got your weekend geek covered. And you? You're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 209 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots for this adventure into the galaxy full of geekdom, <laughs> the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos Buarguayo, the man we call Crunch Crunch Hazelnuts. Very pumped up about this episode. Mr. Yep. Less is, let's fucking go. <laughs> Gonzalez, the man we all call King Tom, the king of all pods. Mr. Tom Chansky. How you doing, buddy? I am fantastic. The man we call El Hombre. The man who wants to dance with somebody. The man who wants to What's feel the heat with somebody. It? With somebody who loves yeah, me. I loves dance loves me, man. How you doing, Mr. Strathers? Buddy, I'm great, man. Thank you for inquiring. And uh, yeah. Doing doing well. I picked Whitney Houston for a reason, so we'll go back to the Whitney card a little bit later. But I'm glad you're doing mm-hmm. well. Everybody's still doing well and healthy and everything? Yeah? You guys yeah. don't talk yet because I haven't introduced you guys. Just talking to those two. <laughs> you, you two doing great? great? King Tom and Eric? Yeah. Better. Great. Well, yeah, I did introduce you guys. I yes. You guys first. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Man, it's going to be a long one. Uh, Did you have your coffee yet? I had my coffee and I had a Bud Light and I'm having a mango cart. So, so maybe that's why I'm forgetting things already. Well, man, you, you got to slow it down. You're going to be called the like, swished list. I feel, like, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like Mike Pappas right now. I'm going to wrestle a bear. Play guitar with Eric Struthers while, while I'm camping. Shirtless. Shirtless. Oh, Love you guys. Man. Love you guys. Love you guys. Yeah, 20 dollars. <laughs> boo, boo unless you guys are doing okay. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's doing well. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's family is doing well. Great, 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 great. Well, I'm glad. Anybody have any crazy stories like I did where I got a bidet last week? No? <laughs> well, uh, it's not well. quite that crazy. <laughs> well, a, lot less, a, a lot less butt stuff involved. But <laughs> no, man, my, my uh, son, he just turned six and his oh. kindergarten teacher got the class together to meet at a park and like have a play day. And it was something, man. Everybody, like all the grownups were cool, stayed far apart from each other. 
And uh, like seeing the kids together, you know, could they have stayed a little in less close proximity? (laughs) Of course they could have. But sure. Damn it, dude. That man, my kids needed that. That's so cool, man. And uh, it was really something. You, You see how like what socialization is it's how important it is for kids and so mm-hmm. you know that's something where you have to weigh in your in your decision making is mm-hmm. is the realization of that it, it was it was good they needed it and uh it was one in the win column for us but that's fantastic and that's the biggest argument that is out there about getting back to school is kids need to be in school but you have to weigh the God, oh just, sure absolutely tough tough decision I mean, and, yeah, and I let me let me just say this, man. Whatever decision somebody mm-hmm. comes to, that is the best decision you could possibly make for you. Right. And c- right. kudos for for being able to dig deep and decide because it it is hard, and there's not a one size fits all sort of thing. And we're very fortunate. My kids go to a totally kick ass private school, and uh, you know, if I was if I have to send my kids back to school, that's where I want them to go. Well, oh yeah, that's great, man. I'm glad. Uh, you got to do that. How old are you? you? Said he's six years old now. Yeah, he's six. He oh, just turned cool. six a couple of weeks ago. That's awesome. That's really cool. Any other stories? Anybody want to talk about? No, we're all good. Yeah. Wow, we just want to jump into the <laughs> crazy world of pop culture. I see. There's a lot of stuff this week. Yeah, right. There wasn't really a lot of stuff, but like I said before, we make up shit. We'll get you an episode no matter what. We're doing it for four years. That's right. Oh. Let's give out the shenanigans real quick. Check us out on the Sithless.net, where you can listen to the entire Sithless catalog. Also, it's where you can buy Sithless gear, look at some videos and photos, and visit our Pod at Four page where you can listen to great podcasts like The Bad Motivators, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Pop Culture Hour, Horse Toast, Cancel by Dispatch, Star Wars Spelt Out, The Geek Dudes, Sisters, Sistas with Sabres. Man, I always fuck that it's up, just man. Sisters. That's it. Man. You just click on them. You'll go to a warm, fuzzy place <laughs> like the back hair of one Carlos Burguayo. It's it's like a tuft. I don't have like a full back of hair. It's just like Tuft close T- to my neck. Tuft. M- a tuft. Tuft. Yeah. Les, should I tell him what you got? No. Does Les what? have back hair? I don't think I've- Les doesn't have back hair, but he's got like oh a perfectly God. triangle what are you doing, back man? vagina. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Above his buttocks. That it's like is, it looks so like perfectly it, trimmed you, too. I, you hear I, yourself I have, right now? Yeah. I have like a tramp stamp of hair. Yeah. Just right above Les, my ass crack. Yeah. Oh, you want? <laughs> no. I probably want it. So yeah, want okay. But people want to be close and want to know things. <laughs> so check us out on the Synthesis on that, please. And check out those great, wonderful podcasts. But other than that, let's get into some box office slash streaming. Streaming top five. You Should Have Left is number one. This Trolls, podcast? Oh. Trolls <laughs> World Tour, number two. Deep Blue Sea, number three. Scoob, number four. The Outpost number five. Wait a minute, Deep Blue Sea with uh, Samuel Jackson. No, no, it's not that one. It's not another Sharky crazy Thomas movie. Thomas Jane. No, I, I believe okay. it's called Deep Blue Sea. Also, I know I remember that one. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one was pretty good. It's a little ridiculous, but it's pretty good. I wonder if it is that one. That would be really weird. That would be. That's what, well, that's what caught me off guard. Didn't Shark yeah. Week start? Yeah, Shark Week started. Yeah, but Hold there's on. better. There's better shark movies. I'm gonna look. Than I'm, gonna, Deep Blue sea. I'm gonna look this up right now. Hold on, let's see. Deep Blue Sea three. My oh, bad. Oh, there's a third. There's one. a third. I didn't even know there was a second. <laughs> number one and two and three for box office. The rentals, number one. Number two, The Goonies. Number three, Jurassic Park. Mr. Carlos Buarguello finally got to see The Goonies. I was not The Last Dragon. The Goonies. <laughs> because we went to a drive-in right by our house here on Saturday night. 
and we watched The Goonies. Wow. And Boo? Hated it. No, you did not. <laughs> no, it was it was actually it was actually really cute. I was laughing because I was like, all this happens within a few hours mm-hmm. from like, mm-hmm. guys, school's out at like three o'clock and then like at seven in the morning the next day, the they've next done day. everything. Hey man, Star Wars happened in two days, right? I know. Or a I day, know. Or day or something? I know. I know. So, so that, that, that made me laugh. But yeah, no, it is very endearing, very cute. All the kids work really well together. It reminded me of how well the kids in Stranger Things work together uh-huh. and things like that. Very Stranger Things influence. You yes. mean, well, they influence yes, Stranger exactly. Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very cute. All the, Even the teenagers work well with the kids. The uh, what is that's the, Thanos, dude? I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not snapping children away. No, yet, he's but. not. No, but a very, very cute movie. A very good movie. Uh, Chunk is great, Sloth and we almost didn't awesome. see it because Lorena was pushing hard to see League of Their Own. Yeah, she loves that movie, and League of Their Own was playing in the same drive-in, mm. and it got to a point where I had to just like say, almost, yeah. almost. I said, no, we're seeing Goonies because Boo hasn't seen it, Brittany hasn't seen it, and you haven't seen it. Yeah, she really yeah. liked it. So great. Fantastic. And Richard Donner was the director. I didn't know that. There you go. Anybody watching anything good over the weekend? Anybody watching things still? Yes, you did. Other I than did. Goonies, what did you watch? I did. I watched the uh, Transformers thing. Oh, good. Oh, so okay. did I. Yeah. So did I started it. So yeah, I started it. I, I'm an episode two. King Tom, you saw three or four episodes or what? I, three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half. I finished it. Okay. So okay. let's just jump Whoa. into there right now. You okay. finished it. You finished it. Okay. What's your take? I, I thought it Without was really, spoiling it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Not spoiler. They turn review. into like things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they're in disguises. I think it was originally meant to be a two and a half hour movie because that, that's the way the episodes break up. There's six of them and they're about 20, 25 minutes. And it's kind of cut in a way that's it, I think they turned it into an episodic thing as later on. So I think it's good. There's, there's a little bit of choppiness and pacing you lose from episode to episode, but it's not bad. Not bad at all. The dialogue, I think it's going to be a bit different for people because this is some serious shit. <laughs> this, you know, this it's, it's not made for little kids. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it might look like Transformers and stuff like that. So you're saying cartoon. it's more than meets the eye. Very much so. Okay. Uh, people were kind of thrown off by the dialogue. I was like, well, cause it's not, a, this is not a right, right off the bat. It's not a kid show, you know, not to spoil anything, but within the first like 10 minutes, couple people are about to be executed kind of shit right like it's, it's gonna happen you know people die but yeah no it is it is a very cool show i i could have used a bit more transforming mm. but that's just me you know I, mm-hmm. the more i can see it and the more music or the that sound bite that i can get of them transforming yeah that's cool. the better but yeah but no but i'm really stoked yeah very good highly recommended yeah i i'll give my take real quick the animation's good. really cool and the music sound i text king tom while he was watching it i was watching it too and i said it feels like i'm watching tron from like 1985 it's very tron soundtrack and the, whoever composed it really it sounds like it was influenced by tron animation's great story's a little all over the place but other than that i'm really enjoying it i'm into episode three soon so that's my take definitely recommend it if you're a transformer fan i think you're gonna love it yeah no matter what mm-hmm. what would you what'd you get out of it king tom i definitely think it's the best to me, Transformers things since the original cartoon comic book came out. Wow. It it has that spirit, that feel, mm-hmm. at least from the look. I love the look of it. Mm-hmm. The story itself, it feels like there are just so many things that are going on that the Autobots are after, or that the Decepticons are, are trying to make happen, that it gets a bit confusing. And, and I think this is what Boo is getting at. There's a lot of talking. There yeah. is so much talking, and I, I get that it's a bit more 
of an adult thing, but these are giant robots that <laughs> transform into vehicles and I'm not really getting a lot of that. There's not much action. Mm-hmm. Like Boo said, there's not much transforming. We finally got, to me, my favorite action sequence so far starts kind of about a third of the way through episode four. Oh, okay. Cool. And I feel like this is the, that's the type of scene, you should have something like that in every episode. There have been some fight scenes and a bit of a chase, but they're not really, at least so far, they're not really taking advantage of everything that the Transformers can do. And if it was something like Bumblebee, where you have one Transformer, I could see wanting to hold that off. But every character in this is a Transformer. You should be Balls doing that wall. throughout. Yeah, doing that throughout the series. Yeah, and it's interesting that you said that this is the best thing that's come out since back in the day. For I, me, for you, for, for me, me, the best thing that's come out is the first eight minutes of Bumblebee, because mm-hmm. that's exactly what I've wanted Transformers to be forever. Mm-hmm. And they got the spirit of it right there. And I, when I was watching this, I felt like mm-hmm. I was watching that a little bit. So great job. Is this supposed to be a prequel to G1? I heard that is I the think so. I think yeah. that is what is going on. Yes, probably. Okay. Yeah. Well, one of the things, you know, a lot of the times the good guy is the underdog. He doesn't have that mm-hmm. cool of shit. They don't look as cool. Yeah. You know, Megatron's a tank and Optimus Prime is a, you know, a, a truck. Mm-hmm. No, 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 nothing bad with that. You know, so he's always the underdog. I kind of felt like they pushed the underdogness a too bit, much. a bit too much. Cause like in, although in the Michael Bay things, they are the underdogs, you know, they're pedestrian vehicles, but Optimus Prime at any moment in time is going to start fucking hacking robot heads off, mm-hmm. you know, and just mm-hmm. yeah, he comes in on his knees. And it, you just slice him mofos. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I kind of think that they need to increase the, the competitiveness. Let's put it that way. Right. You know, balance mm-hmm. the scales a bit where, yeah, we still are the underdog, but we got a fucking shot. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I kind of felt like there was a bit of, of a little bit too much. Like, well, the fucking Decepticons got a whole army. I, I, I know that they are a race just on the edge, the brink of extinction, essentially. But just a little bit, a little bit more of a fighting chance. Yeah, I the, get that. I could see this definite. I don't know if you've ever read the original Transformers comic that came out from Marvel, but I could see this leading into that because. That was, you know, the story we know where they tr- they crash on Earth and everything goes from there. And especially in the first 12, 20 issues, the, the, the Autobots were by far the underdog. Um, you know, they were all wiped out at one point. Right. And it was it was much more serious than the cartoon. And it was it it they told some really good stories. So I could see the lineage of this to that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. It, it and it's nice because I think Transformers, I look at it, and it's not like Star Wars where everything tells the same story. It's the same types of stories, the same types of characters, but usually the different things in different media don't affect each other. Right. And that's just I why I can't get into it more. Yeah. No, no, I hear what you're saying, but you do recommend it. Yeah. And especially because this is like the first chapter, I think, of a trilogy. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Cool, man. Yeah, I'm very stoked about it. I think it's done very well. Other things anybody watch? I know Umbrella Academy 2 has been the big talk of the town all over the place. Yeah. Anybody watch it? I have. You saw it. Yeah, I've seen. I saw one episode and I started it today and it was great and left off exactly the feel of season one. So Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. What's your non-spoilery take real quick? You just need to watch it. It's one of those rare occasions where the second season actually lives up to the first season. Kind of like Stranger Things. Yes. Wow. Okay. Great. Yeah, I'm really liking it. And I know Les and I, we talked with Ralph last week about Perry Mason. 
and I'm all up to date with Perry Mason. And <laughs> remember when I talked to you guys, Boo and I talked to you guys about Ozark and we pushed Ozark and we pushed Ozark and then we I, finally got people talking about it. I got two people to watch or who are going to be into Ozark earlier today at work. So there you go. Yeah. So right. I, I explained to them and I, and I gave them some tidbits and some shit and they're yeah. fucking sold. So they're yeah. sold. Yeah. So everybody I've talked to who's seen it, love it. Perry Mason, I think is going to be the same way. It's, it's so well done and so different and the film noir feel fucking they nailed it yeah. and the acting is yeah. not this i don't think it was uh eligible for emmys this year but just wait till next year wait to see how many freaking emmys perry mason gets perry mason's last episode is next week when that's done and people can binge all of them at once yeah. that's when it's going to yeah. start getting the, the hype yeah, just steam, just watch yeah. yeah it's really really good but i think other than that anybody else with anything i did yeah okay wow yeah. boo uh, you, Please tell me you watched. I did. You saw it. I did. You watched The Last Dragon. I did. I'm so happy to hear that. He's speechless. Yeah. That is awesome. What'd you think? So it's 80s as fuck. <laughs> it is it's 80s, 80s, as fuck. 80s as fuck. I got that. That's the first thing that hit me. I was like, holy shit. This screams 80s. I thought it was an interesting take on the whole idea of kung fu kung fu here in america things like that what is it the kid is great the kid is great because he is truly bought into the idea of peace and tranquility mm-hmm. and it's funny him being in the regular world we're like no fuck that you got to do something eventually <laughs> right. and then also the interaction that he has with uh what's her name the the main girl vanity vanity, vanity. Yeah. yeah her <laughs> it's just She's it's just great he doesn't know what he doesn't know yeah that's the best he has part no clue no yeah. no and she pushes it like crazy yes yeah, yeah exactly so th- that's really cool i think was it show enough has some self-esteem issues I mean, <laughs> some severe self-esteem issues like just somebody needs to talk to him and be like somebody didn't love you enough or did somebody just not not give you fucking a pat on the back or high five enough jesus always christ so pissed. yeah always jesus christ just chill yeah Fuck. Yeah, no, but everybody's always frowning too, you know? Yes! Every scene. Yeah. Ang- yeah. <laughs> Angry. He's got his fucking posse with him at all times. Yeah. Like, like, I'd hate to see him alone, but he, cry- he probably cries himself to sleep. No. That's the sad part. Um, his master is a his his master's funny, but he's a dick. Yeah, he's a I would have been pissed. I would have fucking chucking his ass overboard. No, but it, yeah, it's great. The family is funny. Mm-hmm. I like his family. His brother's great. Yeah, no, I, I I thought it was good. I thought it was I thought it was very good. I, I I thought the kung fu could have been a little bit better. Yeah, the action choreography could have been a little bit of, uh, better. But the ending sequence, where he gets the glow and then show enough has the like the evil glow. Yes, all that shit. You know what is it? Because I was watching it with my roommate and he's like, I don't like that. I loved it. Oh yeah, I did. Cool. Yeah. It, it reminded me of like I was watching like a like a Tekken fight or something like that mm-hmm. with like massive light Tekken. effects. You know, where just fuck each hit just has like a spark <laughs> to it. Tech. I thought that was really awesome. That's good. I'm glad it held up for you. Yeah. No. And then was it the uh, the producer guy? That guy's on the verge of being a super villain. Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah. That guy is on Sleazy. the. Verge. That guy's always a dick in every Sleazy. movie he plays. My too. God. Yeah. I was like, and then what, what is it? My roommate and I were making a game of when does he have hair and when does he not. Who spots it first? Oh, who spots really? the difference yeah. first? Yeah, because oh, the motherfucker goes from a toupee, no toupee. Oh yeah, things yeah, yeah. like that. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, uh, so it was good. I'm sure OG Rob is very happy right now. I, I hope so. Dude. I, I'm sorry is, it took so long. Yeah. That very is excellent cool. news, man. So what did you think, like, at the end where he's dunking Leroy's head in the water? All right, Leroy. Who's the one and only master? I... And yelling at him, who's the master? Yeah. And when he stops, and it's like just the most generic thing ever, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh. 
so worth it. <laughs> and and when the guy shoots him in the face, oh, and he catches yeah. the bullet, man, that is. Oh, no, right as that happened, oh, I, I just said out loud, I was like, "Nice callback." And my roommate's like, "What do you mean?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, you'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you catch bullets with his <laughs> yep. teeth. Yeah, yeah, yep. so <laughs> badass." Yes, oh, I gotta rewatch that. That would be cool for a drive-in. That would be. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. really cool. That would be. Well, I'm glad. That's great. Great news, man. Great news. That ah. scene. Uh, to, I think to, we need to end the show right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. We're done. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. To to keep coming back to it, man. That the the movie theater scene where all these guys oh, start jumping funny. out of the balcony and stuff to kick some ass. And he's like, just eating the popcorn, just chilling. Yeah. And he just leaves. <laughs> he's like, fuck this. I haven't seen so many tank tops in all my life. So I'm thinking Van Damme copied that like final fight in all the rest of his movies because he basically plays the guy getting his ass kicked and then he has like that single heroic like block of a punch or a kick and then he goes on to beat the hell out of the guy after that, getting drubbed. That's, <laughs> like, that's the Hulkamania comeback. Yeah, it's uh, like you know. he gets drubbed, but Leroy was the first one getting dunked that whole time. And yeah, that is just a sick moment. Dude. He just grabs his <laughs> hand and he's just like, I am like, ah, what is ah. I wish I got to see that in the theater. I didn't, I didn't oh. get to see that. Oh, dude, I did. Oh, that's so I, rad. It was so good, man. <laughs> it was so, so good. Yeah, speaking of tank tops, a lot of interesting characters, a lot of people that catch your eye. Random. random. What the fuck? Yeah, random. What is happening? <laughs> the that's 80s, New York, 80, 80s movies were like that. Even Breaking was like that. You just Jeez. background people are just weird. What the, the who fuck? the fuck is that yeah. guy? Yeah. No, and, and the one that threw me off the most was the uh, was the white girl in Show Enough's Posse. She terrified the fuck out of me. I'm like, oh, she's yeah. scary. Oh, oh, yeah, dude. You know what she made me think of? Cindy Lauper, if things had gone horribly wrong. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That was her, man. Oh, Th- man. That could have very easily gone that way. Right on, man. Good for you. No more shit talking. No I'm more. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think it's. I think it's time for Kyle. Even Kylo's excited to get into a little <laughs> Star Wars talk. It's time for Eric's Star Wars report. Has he seen the Goonie? Kylo? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Always so emo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you see the Goonie, you're never emo. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's seen uh, The Last Dragon a time or two. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he has. But he's rooting for Shonuff the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, we, we both have self-esteem issues. <laughs> no, it's pretty much him, right? <laughs> this movie's a ripoff. Yeah, Don't exactly. know how they ever he's came a- up with that ending. So here's the deal, man. There's not a lot going on in Star Wars. We were <laughs> no. all dying for the uh, the Disney earnings call, which I did not listen to, but fortunately King Tom did, so he can fill us in on any Star Wars stuff. Yes, that there was um, surprise announcement. There will be a Mandalorian trailer. Not surprise announcement. <laughs> there, we don't have it yet, and we're not sure when it'll be. But there you go. There was some comic book stuff, King Tom. I know that you checked it out, man. Can you tell us about it? Do you want the Disney stuff first or the comic Disney book stuff, stuff first, comic book okay. stuff second. Okay. Uh, this, the Disney investor call, it's their, I think, second or third quarter. They do it every three months where they basically, it's for people who have stock in the Disney company to find out how they're doing. And then a bunch of bankers and other people who deal with money ask questions at the end. So it does, they don't, they're not supposed to talk about Star Wars, but we expect news out of it ever since. Iger dropped the, I think the Cassian show news a few years ago. But the the concrete Star Wars news we got is that Mandalorian season two will premiere in October. 
in the more financial stuff, they said that the the final quarter of this year is not expected to be successful for two re- or not as successful as last year for two reasons and th- th- these were specific items called out that they're not going to have the rise of skywalker in the final quarter of this year coming out so it won't be as successful on the theatrical release side as last year was but also that they won't have merch- star wars merchandise in stores new star wars merchandise oh, wow so that tells me that, you know, despite everyone saying that Star Wars is dead, no one buys Star Wars toys anymore, <laughs> that right. Star Wars is very much a part of Disney's portfolio and that Star Wars toys do sell. And then there were there were some other things that we can talk about uh, later on, but uh, Disney Plus has outpaced their subscriber forecasts, so it's doing very well. And someone asked, uh, are they going to kind of just let that ride or are they going to keep actively pursuing new subscribers and and he said we're actively going to pursue new subscribers and the way we do that is with new content specifically for disney plus right and that means more star wars shows for disney plus yes 60 million subscribers Hmm. yeah and that's in in less than a year in less than a year it took netflix how long i heard like a few years yeah, like four or five years to get to that level. Mm-hmm. Well, and and to be fair, when you hear statistics like that and then talk about how long it took Netflix to get there, they paved the way for Disney they Plus sure to did. work they out. Sure you know, did. they Absolutely. they invented that. So, but the fact that I mean, it's still a big deal that Disney Plus has been able to do this. And honestly, man, for my money, it has. There's never been a question of ah, should I go ahead and cancel this until something else comes along? Because there's enough stuff on there for me that I'm happy to keep it, you know, where the kids and I are watching rebels. There's the Lego stuff. And I'm talking just from a star Wars standpoint. And then, you know, all the movies being on there, that's, that's very, a a very handy thing. Plus, you know, we've watched a ton of, to old random Disney movies of late with the, you know, we're all stuck at home. So here's what we're going to do. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's definitely been worth the money. I've been very pleased with it. The content delivery has always been very solid after they got past that, you know, the kind of the opening hiccups of, of having trouble getting the actual stream to work. I think it's great, man. And good on them. More TV shows coming from them. That is fantastic news. And we will take it. Absolutely. King Tom, there was something about a star subscription or star network or what what was that all about? Overseas, they have a star brand network and it it is basically like hulu uh but i don't i think it's instead of them owning however much percent of it they own the whole thing and they are talking about i believe talking about relaunching it worldwide including the u.s and it would be like an adult version and i don't mean adult adult but you mean like cinemax or skinemax no no, not like every time you put adult in front of something it makes it sound horrible like an adult easter egg hunt (laughs) (laughs) i see what are we searching for where they are yeah Yeah. they're talking about they're hidden in the butt (laughs) (laughs) first place you look (laughs) it's Peak. <laughs> uh, he reaches his head limit. He's like, oh my god. Uh it's so this this star this star service, it's supposed to be all of Disney's stuff, PG thirteen and up, basically. Mm. 
And part of it is the Fox catalog. Now that they have that, they can just roll that in there and they're going to launch. And I think it's also going to launch here. Uh, And someone asked, why don't you just do Hulu? And that's because according to them, the only place that Hulu exists is in America. No one knows what Hulu is outside of America. And they would have to share in that the profits from that. Yeah, because they own 51%, correct? Right. 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 What's interesting about this is all these shows that we want from Marvel can go on Mm -hmm. the Star Network and they won't have to worry about toning them down. Right. A Mm. Punisher can be on their Stars Network or Star Network. Well, that all depends on what, if they want to do that. If they want to do that. Correct. I like it. That's always worried about is that they're going to tone down what we saw from Netflix with all the Marvel series. The Marvel Star Wars comics, just like all other comics, are starting to get relaunched. They not relaunched, but underway again. They Marvel took yeah. a few months off because of COVID. And last week, the third issue of the Vader series that takes place after Empire Strikes Back came out. And in this series, Vader has met Sabe, the handmaiden of Padme, who is played by Kiara Knightley. And she leads him to Naboo, and it ends up being a trap. And they they <laughs> have also brought back into the fold Captain Typho, who was Padme's bodyguard in episodes two and three, the guy with the eye patch. Arr. That's the way I and, put him together. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of people are talking about it first because it's bringing back these characters from the prequels and they are associating with Darth Vader, but also because it, it, it's a pretty cool story about how they trap him and why. Cool. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Yeah. It's been on all the trades, like the like Collider, Cinema Blend, Digital Spy. They've been really mm-hmm. raving about it. Yeah. Well, I think it started because back in February, January, they first revealed the cover way before anyone knew what the story was. It looked like they were having Vader meet up with Padme. Oh, gotcha. And people are, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, I remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the comics aren't something that I've kept up on very well at all. And But, I mean, I've enjoyed a lot of them, and I'm... I'm mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I know you do page wars with Steel King Tom, but it's really handy having you here too, because there's just no way I'm going to be able to keep up on that. I'm glad that right. you're, you're doing the Lord's work, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are. Thank you. And thank you for your comic references. Like when you, when I text you and you let me know, you always have solid ones. I've only asked you once, but it was yeah. solid. <laughs> always. Yeah. Hey, it was um, really solid. Don't do it again because I'm batting a thousand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Anybody have any good pirate jokes since we're talking about pirates? Um, we didn't really talk about pirates, but we, I mean, we're, we're talking about it. Let's go for it. Then. Let's talk about no. Nobody has a cheap dad pirate joke. You got to have some. What's Come a on. pirate? What's a pirate's favorite letter? S. No. R. No. Everyone thinks that, but a pirate's first love is the C. Ah. <laughs> wow. That was you know really what? good. I'll I've never that, heard that man. one. <laughs> How much does it cost a pirate to get his ear pierced? An arm and a leg. A buccaneer. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I, I got one. L- little boy goes. Uh, little boy goes trick or treating. Old lady answers the door. She goes, "Oh, you're a pirate." He goes, "Oh, yes, I am." She's like, "Where are your buccaneers?" And he goes, "They're on my bucking head." Ah, where are your bucking eyes? <laughs> wow. You heard about the pirate that wanted to get a drink at the bar? Went to the bartender, walked up there, and goes, "Hey, ar, I, I can't do hey. You got to be a pirate." He said, "Ar, get me a Jack and Coke." And the bartender goes, I'll get you the Jack and Coke. I get it. That's on brand. But why do you have a steering wheel stuck to your crotch? <laughs> and the pirate goes, Ah, because it's driving me nuts. Steering me nuts. 
No, it's driving me nuts. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's you. driving me nuts. The joke <laughs> is on that, that <laughs> things drive you nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. You're welcome, buddy. I understood. <sighs> this guy watches Last Dragon. Now he thinks he can just fucking trump people. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Well, let's move on. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I heard you say eye patch and it took me to. Couldn't control yourself. Pirates of Caribbean, right? <laughs> going down. You know, I get yelled at every time I go on Pirates of Caribbean. Do you know why? It's not a joke. It's not real. <laughs> For you people that have been to Disneyland or Disney World, Pirates of Caribbean has a couple of drops. And when I, and I have a season pass there and I stand up on the drops, there's a, like a sensor and yes. the sensor goes, sit down, <laughs> just like that. And I do it every time and I sit up and they yell at me and I chuckle and I'm done. So, all right, move on. I'm sorry. That's immature, but awesome. so bad. Well, well Disney's rolling in his grave. He's not fucking in his grave. He's what? frozen. <laughs> <sighs> He's, uh, you know, a popsicle in his grave. Uh, he is. <laughs> well, and King Tom, thanks for doing all of my actual work for me. You're the Anytime, buddy. <laughs> it is almost every time I notice. But There was a rumor, though, that our boys from the Kessel Run Transmissions kind of hinted at. And I thought, you know, they didn't firm anything or, or really. Well, they kind of sizzled it, but they were saying that Tarkin is rumored to be in Cassian. And I know Tarkin was a point of controversy for when it was when he was out in row one. And I just want to get your guys' take. Is that something that you guys want to see? You want to see Tarkin all CGI'd out in the Cassian show? I thought he looked great. Yeah, I had no problems with him. I was fine with him. I me too. I had no problems with him. My thing is is this I thought he looked great in Rogue One. However, we're gonna have a less budget for it in right. this now wh- how do the assets transfer or translate i really have no idea but the um yeah king tom i just saw that too mm-hmm. but uh how do the assets transfer i don't know man the how, how much work will have to be done to to make it work out in like the whatever color correction scheme they'll have for the show you know but what i'm guessing what i would do if it were me Unless I knew I just had the capability to nail it and be so completely perfect looking that nobody could ever question it would be to have, you know how when we very first see him on, he's standing on the bridge mm-hmm. looking out the window and you know, it's him. I honestly thought when I saw Rogue One, this is what we're getting. Tarkin, we're going to see the back of him. We'll see mm-hmm. his reflection in the mm-hmm. window and that's going to be that. That's, that's the, the sort of thing I would do. Okay. Or have him, or have him on like the the little blue hologram table where he's telling him stuff because yeah, then you've got too, all the glitchiness yeah. and the flickering that would just work out. And I I think that uh, that's probably the best way to go mm-hmm. with something Make him like into that. A phantom. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool because then you know it's it's it fits inside the Star Wars world. It's not like you're inventing anything new that people would have to swallow to be like I guess whatever. It, that's probably a thing to do with it. And I think that would be the best case scenario rather than run the risk of anything taking you out of it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's a really good idea. I'm just excited that if this is true, then it's closer for us to get Mendo in this thing. Yeah, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, Hawes did point out to me when I had mentioned that, that if you have Ben Mendelsohn on there as Krennic, you know, Krennic's whole thing was... He was working on that Death Star project basically the whole time. His whole career was bent on that. And depending on when Cassian takes place, would he ever run into him? Would he ever want to appear in the story? 
Well, I don't think even Tarkin would really run into him, but it could be two parallel storylines going on at the same time, which a lot of these shows nowadays do that. They don't necessarily have to meet. You can have two running storylines. True. That's true. Mm -hmm. But here's the crazy thing. I know I didn't bring this up last week, but we know we had those rumors with those pretty, pretty secure rumors, I think, because they haven't been debunked of Lando, right? Of Donald Glover reprising his role as Lando. I did read, this is just from somewhere else when I was trying to look for show notes. I did read that Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who plays L3, she was asked if Fleabag was coming back for a third season. And she told the mirror, no. I, this is what she said. No, I think we have to let her go. She's exhausted. She's been through a lot. And the rumor is that they're going to be done. And they're going to pay her more. Well, probably because they're bringing back for season three. No, no, no. Oh, you mean no. L3? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is a, interesting that her schedule is open. Mm-hmm. It's, that's all uh, that I uh, thought in my head when I was reading this as well. Because she's really busy with Fleabag. And Don Glover's really busy with Atlanta and all the thousand other things that he does. Maybe this is there's a reason why Fleabag's not coming back for season three. Uh, I don't know. I just want to throw that out there. It's just it's, it might, might not mean anything. It can mean something, and that's just, what we do here. You just this. ruin ruin just, Fleabag fans. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Fleabag fans. It's a great <laughs> show. I heard it's a great show. Your show's dead. Yeah. Boo, are you ready to give us a Naboo? Always. <laughs> All right. This is the first time that we're going to play the new intro. Thank you, Ralph. Uh, I think you sum up exactly how we feel when we play this game. I gotta tell you, this game isn't fun. I say that not with love, but with brutal honesty. So, Boo, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think we all know how to play the game by now. Let's hope. Do you know how to play (laughs) the game how to play right now? (laughs) My my game, I play my game my way. My way. Right, my name's on the damn title. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Shogun of fucking Harlem, okay? All right, oh. show enough. All right, say my name, damn it, because I have self-esteem issues. Tremendous self-esteem issues. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> All right, statement number one. There was an alternate opening crawl created for Rogue One called Dark Times, but it was never used. The Last Jedi went under the working title Space Bears. Statement number two. Statement number three. Terry McGovern, who did some voiceover work for THX 1138, came up with the word Wookiee. Damn, these, these, this, well, allegedly, right, as of right now, (laughs) this sounds like a good King Tom, what are you doing? Could you tell me the first one again, please? King Tom, were you uh, looking things up there? I I, I, know, I I was was looking at something that related to something we'll talk about later. Right, I'm giving him shit. I know. I don't think King Tom. No, he's not a cheat. No, he's not. Yeah, the king king would never cheat. No. Uh, Statement number one. There was an alternate opening crawl created for Rogue One called Dark Times instead of Rogue One, but it was never used. Okay. Okay. What do you guys think? That's what do you think? I see you pondering. I have no idea. (laughs) I know know for a fact the alternate title of The Last Jedi was Space Bear Singular, not space yeah. bears. I sort of got boo if you did that, dude. You fucking took an S off. No, 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 no. That was that was a typo. I apologize. Okay, okay, that's okay. yeah. That, okay. that was not on purpose. All right, I swear. Okay. Space bear. Go ahead, everybody else. I'm, um, I, I think nothing. the dark times one. What do you think? I, I didn't hear that anywhere. Did you guys hear any of that? No, that's the first time I, I've heard it. King the word the word Wookie King Tom did. heard everything. The word Wookiee did come from a radio announcer who did play a part in THX 1138. I think he was someone they heard on a radio, and 
he's used the phrase, I think I ran over a Wookiee back there. Oh. Whether so the or word, not. The word Wookiee comes out in THX 1138? Yeah, that's the first time anyone oh, ever shit, used I it. I didn't know that. That's yeah. really cool. Now, whether it was a guy named, what was it? Terry yeah, McGovern. Terry, Terry, that's, that Are you sure it is like not yeah, Terrence? Part of the copy and paste, Terrence yes. McGovern? Whatever. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. No, no, no. Okay. Don't act like that. Don't, don't act like that doesn't matter. Sure. That's exactly I'm, what you I'm would gonna, do. I'm going to say number one. I'm going to say number one, too. Eric, Same. Yeah. Less? I'll just go with you guys. Okay. One. They're all true. What? <laughs> I'm gonna play you guys for a loop. Hey, you guys do you pretty know well. how to play this you game? You guys are pretty good. Wait, what? You guys are pretty good. <laughs> what did we do? You guys are pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so confused. How are here's, they all true? Here's what I feel like. Just <laughs> They're all happened. true. It's like my wife walks in and I'm making out with some chick, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, I just wanted to throw you for a loop. Seriously, it's no big deal." <laughs> I know that marriage is supposed to work this way, but yeah, I thought it'd be yeah, funny to do it. something yes. a little bit different. Yes. I swear to you, I thought this one was like going to be the one. <laughs> I, I was like really <laughs> excited for you. I got to keep you guys on your toes. You. Yeah. And I was going to text Steel right now and say, Steel, we actually had a legitimate one. You're the not going to believe is, it. The funny <laughs> thing is, I was going to change number one into dark days instead of dark times. Well, yeah. that would have been on brand. I know. I know. Good job, gentlemen. Good job, gentlemen. It wasn't a good job. You can't be. Completely... We couldn't have got that wrong. What do you mean, good job? Anyone? Oh, exactly. It's oh. like it's like good. It's like with the uh, the flash round. Good stuff. Knowing stuff that you know. Oh, oh, gosh, man. oh my gosh, that, that's so funny. Good we have true. to keep it alive to what it is. The game is not fun. That's yeah, true. That's true. <laughs> you got that you gotta right, stay on yeah. brand. The that's game true. is not fun. That's true. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. The theme song said it itself. Pop culture. <laughs> Thank you, Ralph. Yeah. Thank you, Ralph, by the way. Yes. Pop culture reboots and remakes. An email from OG Rob, who is happy right now, even though he really yes. doesn't know it right he now. Will be. He will be happy. Go ahead, Les. I know you talked a little bit about Taylor Swift's latest album last week, but it's been a while since you've done a formal music minute. And I have a recommendation. Great. Showtime just released a new documentary about the Go-Go's that is definitely worth checking out. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, I did too. I know that Boo is very busy with his PhD dissertation on unsolvable <laughs> Naboo questions. Perfect time. He's at the UN and finding the cure to COVID-19 and doesn't have the time to watch. But the rest of you guys Perfect and the listeners timing. might find it enjoyable. The first, and from what I can tell, the only all-female band to have a number one album while singing, playing their own instruments, and writing the material, yet they still aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh. I have very fond memories of the group. Full disclosure, I have a predilection for girl groups with the Supremes and the Shirelles at number one and number two, oh, respectively. Okay. okay. I never caught them live, but I did get to see Belinda Carlisle and Charlotte Caffey when the former toured as a solo act. Right. I also saw Charlotte's group, The Graces, when they came through Seattle back in the day. Hope you guys are staying safe. Later. OG Rob. Wow, the Go-Go's record. That, was that actually would be awesome. That would mm -hmm. be really cool to see them and be great for them to be nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They did a lot in the 80s to push the all-female band forward. They, were, they started off as a punk band, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And they changed their sound. I love the Go-Go's. I loved them back then. I had crushes on all of them. Mm -hmm. um, oh, how could you not, man? Yeah, they were fantastic. I think my favorite Go-Go song was This Town. Not a very popular one, but it's a great song. This
Man, what do you guys think about the Go-Go's? I always love the Go-Go's. I think that it's cool to have a band like that where, like you said, they did everything. And the fact that, yeah, it feels like it's kind of gone unrecognized, man. That's that's a that's a bummer because they're they were great at what they did, and they uh, to me, man, they like set the world on fire. I thought they were really awesome. And when you hear Vacation, I mean, how many times are we at the '80s bar or less? And yeah, and boo. Yep. And that song Not comes often. on and you go, boo, you get on stage, you do your little ladies dance, you act like you're on the jet ski. For all you old people, you know what I'm talking about because of the video. It was the cheap, cheapest I, video in history of mankind, but it was the best. It was best, yeah. Uh, and it I love I love that that song was in the uh, end credits to Far From Home. From oh, yes, year. that's right. Yeah. That's right. Our lips are sealed. Man, they had some jammers. Yep. And then Belinda Carlisle went out there and did her solo stuff, and she had some really big hits, too. Yeah, she did her thing, too. All right, well, thank you, OG Rob. And I'm sure you are happy that Mr. Carlos Borreguea has actually watched the movie that you sent him. Yes, thank you. Now you you can feel free to send us all movies. (laughs) I promise you will watch them a lot quicker. Uh. All right. By the way, witty Houston fans, and I know we have some here. Who is it? (laughs) Right. Who who, who isn't everyone in Houston fan? Sony's TriStar Pictures has won a hot and heavy auction for I Want to Dance with Somebody, the feature film on the life and music of iconic songstress Whitney Houston. The studio has already taken out a Thanksgiving 2022 release date for the film. Deadline revealed the project's formation back in April with the Whitney Houston estate primary primary wave and Grammy-winning music producer and Houston's mentor Clive Davis all on board. Looks like it's going to be a, a biopic, kind of uh, along the lines. I, I read the article they were talking about along the lines of um, the Queen one that we watched, the Freddie Mercury one. Bohemian, oh, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yeah, exactly. This is definitely going to be interesting. I don't know who they're going to get to play Whitney. They're going to have her sing Whitney songs because that's rough. Mm-hmm. That's a rough one. Yeah. So we'll see. Last of Us. I know our a lot of our friends play this game, Last of Us 2, including... Blue Harvest's Hosburgh Hart and our good friend Randy Laduduche. This is from Collider because a lot of fans are worried about what HBO is going to do to the storyline of Last of Us. Has anybody played this, Last of Us 2? I yes. have not. I don't have no. a PlayStation. I don't either. I haven't played this, but I follow Haas on Twitch. Yeah. And I watched him play and I talked to him while he was playing. It's pretty cool, man, especially if you're like a Walking Dead fan. It's mm-hmm. pretty similar to that situation. Um, this is what one of the creators said last of us creator neil drunkman was uh, interviewed on a bbc radio show drunkman is it drunkman drunkman would be a great name that would be me right now <laughs> yeah drunkman um, would be an awesome sounds like a softball name right this is what he had to say i think fans i think fans of something worry that when the property gets licensed to someone else those people don't really understand it or are going to change it in this case i'm doing it with the guy who did it and so the changes that we're making are designed to fill things out and expand, not to undo, but rather to enhance. By the way, that wasn't Druckmann. Um, that was Mason, who <laughs> is an HBO exec. So there you go. So uh, that's for all you video game fans. Here we talk video games on the show. We have a lot of people that play video games on the show. Boo, you play video games. I do. Less you're a big video game guy on your yes. be- belly with your hand sticking out and looking at the TV. Not anymore, man. I'm more competitive now. So, Oh, you're more competitive video oh, gamer. Is that right? He's sitting bit, forward in the chair now instead right. of relaxing. Whoa. Should we tell everybody how you used to do in Madden against me? Yeah, no. let's tell everybody that. That's fine. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> Let's move on to reboots and remakes. Nurse Ratchet. This was interesting. Hmm. I didn't know that they were making a prequel to the 1975 film. You say no. You're you're saying no. Why are they doing that? No, I, I just don't want to see Nurse Ratchet ever again. Oh right, right. Yeah. So why would you why would you center a movie around her? Right. Nineteen. It's based on a Mildred Ratchet who arrives in Northern California to seek employment at the leading psychiatric hospital, where we all know and love her. Huh. Set in 1947, and it's going to be Sarah Paulson who plays Nurse Ratchet. And I saw a poster and I saw some pictures. Pretty cool, man. I think it's going to be on. FX, if I'm not mistaken. But what a great film, by the way. So, Nurse Ratchet prequel. Oh, nothing to no do with No thoughts her. on this? No one? No? No one goes shit about Nurse Ratchet? <laughs> I heard your question, and I will answer your question as soon as you've calmed down. All right. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I have a couple more tidbits. Nothing, nothing about Nurse really... Ratchet? No, thank God, no. 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 Yeah. no. Okay. So, we've talked before about having a, an atomic blonde maybe sequel or yeah. connections. Well, I love that movie. There's actually a conversation with uh, Shirley Theron about her working with uh, Keanu Reeves to make a John Wick atomic blonde kind of crossover movie. What? Yes. So this oh, is all just kind of talk this is from THR. Shirley Theron is all in on an atomic blonde and John Wick crossover. Keanu is one of my favorite people in the whole world. If we can get those two characters to meet up in a timeline that makes sense, I'm all about it. So people are saying maybe a pre John wick where he like a prequel where he, before he meets his wife mm. and maybe he meets her in the process of working or fighting against, uh, Shirley's there and, you know, the atomic blonde, something like that. People come up with their own ideas. I thought that'd be pretty, that would be rad. Vision, I yeah. would love it. I love yeah. the atomic blonde. Uh, God, the soundtrack was so good. It was very Remember good. Less mm-hmm. how cool the soundtrack was like watching a 1985 MTV two hour and a half segment. Yeah, with and badass fight choreography. Exactly. Oh, so, so good. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be cool to see John Wick around that same time, early on. When oh he's, yeah, young when Wick. He's one young Wick when he's just well, she's not going to make it out alive. Then uh, well, they might work together. Well, that maybe the time when he killed two people Wait, with a pencil. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't notice that anytime anybody talks about Keanu Reeves, it's like he's the greatest human being ever. Well, because he really is. He really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a nice yeah. guy. Uh, I've never met him, but no, we hang out Oh yeah, he was. Holy shit! You shot right. a puck at his I face. I hit him in the head with a puck. Yeah. yeah. How fucking could you? I am. I must be a little hammered right now. I totally met him, and I've said this story before, but I'll say it again. Not only did I hit him in the head, he went to the bench, and I went up to him and apologized. He goes, "I've said this before. I'll do it again." I swear to God, he said it just like this. Uh, if you're gonna do that to me, what are the NHL players gonna do to me? I bet I gotta get back in there. I said, "Man, you're awesome." We have a picture. Me, last I just time. like that he was calling you a punk bitch, comparing you to actually good hockey players. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got shit. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Are we just going to pretend like that's not a thing? Well, oh, yeah. Compared geez. to NHL players, trust me, I am a punk bitch. Trust me. That game. So if people don't know, Les and I got to play in a huge, like really cool celebrity game. We got oh. we got picked down. And we, we were the only non-celebrities pretty much playing. But we got to play with Cuba Gooding Jr., the Chemical Brothers. We got to play with Steve Carell, Keanu Reeves, and yes. a bunch of a slew of NHL players. And and a- Alexi Lawless for those of you Alex like soccer players, yeah, soccer, yeah. So yeah. just a, a crazy amount of celebrities. We were in awe the whole time. We got to be in the locker room with them, drink beers with them, and hang out with them. But the first two minutes when I was on the ice and I saw how hard they were shooting and how fast they were, I just looked around and go, 
what the fuck are we doing here, man? <laughs> and then, okay, I, so, and then I saw Cuba Gooding Jr. skate around. And I was like, okay, I'm fine. So at one point, I'm on the bench because Raj and I were on the same team, and there's a loose puck going down the ice, and Raj is chasing, trying to chase it down to go get it. All right. And you were hauling ass. And then uh, Robin Regeer, who played for the, for the Flames, Flames yeah. he, looks, he took like three strides. I, I, and he was gone. I couldn't believe it. He took three steps, and I'm he like, took three steps. Holy was, shit! And he looked at you, and he took like four more around. Oh, he yeah. wheeled around, and he was already up the ice. And I'm like, yeah. oh, we're well, guess what I did? Slow. Guess what I did next time, though? I tripped his ass. Yes, he fell. Did. He fell into the corner, hit the boards, and I was like, oh my you god, he's injured kill him, me. Calgary would have kicked your ass. Yeah, but I ain't no punk bitch, Eric. <laughs> I'm t- I, I I'm kidding. just kidding, man. I totally am a punk bitch compared to those guys. They're unbelievable. But yeah, Keanu Reeves was great. And he was such a nice guy to us. Man, that's great. That's good to know. Thank you. Thank you, Boo, for uh, reminding me that I met him. Yes. And, and that story that we've heard for, I think, the 10th time. And you're going to hear it a thousand oh, times more, man. I know. I know. Damn it. No, I, know, I know. Well, thank you, Boo. Yeah. That was really good. Appreciate that. Just a little tidbit. Yeah. Nothing too much. No, no. Better than what I found. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Now, can we get into our trailer trash? I have a couple more tidbits. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm not done, damn it. Save it. I'm not done. <laughs> okay, so this trailer, the movie's called Star Crash, and it's a complete ripoff of Star Wars. I mean, mm-hmm. to a point where you guys are going to just laugh. I, let's just roll it. I can't really explain this. Let's let's watch Star Crash. Hurled. Hmm. Okay. I feel hurled. Hundred million nights. A little 2001-ish yeah, right there, right? Yeah. Into the farthest reaches of space and time. Is split into two warring factions, our own, and the one ruled by the evil Count Zaza. Now, I know you're looking at this and you're like, it's not Star Wars. Just wait. This is... It's more like, right now it's more like Ash Gordon. Is there some Star Trek sound effects? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Star Trek. Sound. But look at this shot. Oh, yeah. They do the whole long ship shot in a trailer. It doesn't make any sense why they're doing it. <laughs> and then there you go. Oh, Star Crash. Oh, my gosh, dude, look at that this. was Lego. <laughs> Yikes. Is that the Falcon? But look at this. What the hell? That wasn't in Star Wars. <laughs> now we're talking business, okay? Escape pod. Whoa. This is the best part right here, guys. Oh, what is my that? That's, that's Clash of the Titans right there. But look at the sword. Ignite the green. Oh, wow. I don't, yeah. I what have seen Barbarella? Look at that. Look at that. Really? Like a not all of it, but oh. that, the like the the hero guy and <laughs> the, all the girls in the the bathing suits. <laughs> I have seen part of this. You have seen this? It looks like Clash of the Titans meets Star Wars. This is just terrible. It Look is <laughs> just terrible. You got eye laser beams, natives. Was that Battlefield Earth? <laughs> Was that Medusa? Yeah. See, I think I, when you hear stories about Alec Guinness complaining about Star Wars, I think in his mind, this is what he saw. Right. Yeah. 
and I think these are the types of effects that Lucas founded ILM to avoid. <laughs> From New World Pictures, Star Crash. Yikes. I mean, there was uh, obviously Dolby. Dolby Stereo because that's all they were playing was sound effects throughout the entire thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was awful. Oh my awful. gosh, it was bad. And it came out the year after Star Wars came out. It came out in 79. Um, and it was a complete <laughs> like ripoff of Star Wars. And Cla- when did Clash of the Titans come out? And was that after this? Because I looked a little Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans is an old movie. Really old. I have a feeling Clash of the Titans came out in the 80s. Um, I, I feel disagree. like it's right on that line. Yeah, um, I think it's 81. I'm just throwing that out there. Just for shits and giggles. But this was awful. Crack team. Crack yeah, this team. is horrible. They're like horrible. Yeah. And 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 no, nothing against sci-fi, especially older sci-fi. Why does everything have to be shiny? Why is there? <laughs> what is the appeal or the idea of the future is shiny? Well, the only, yeah, I think that's what appealed a lot. People really like Star Wars yeah, because it yep. wasn't. Everything, yeah, exactly. Except That's, for 3PO, everything yeah. wasn't everything, shiny. Yeah, because nothing's going to be there. Falcon was old and wrecked up. Yeah, exactly. Tatooine was all nasty and exactly. sand. And, yeah, it's like, this it's like, one was definitely shiny. It's like sci-fi. Shiny. Like, they had okay. lightsaber rings that looked like yeah. they were doing here. Yeah. Laser beam eyes. Yeah, laser beam eyes. Clash of the Titans, 1981. Oh, 81. good job. Did I say 81? You did. Oh, wow. So there you go, guys. I apologize. Star Crash. Hope you haven't seen it because it looks like shit. All right, so let's uh, finish this up with some comic book TV movie news. It looks like Patty Jenkins is going to be done after Wonder Woman 3. came out. There's going to be a third one? Yeah, it's going to be okay. a trilogy. She was talking to interview with interview with per an interview with Geek, uh, Wonder Woman 3 likely will be Jenkins' last rodeo in the franchise. Wonder, this is what she had to say. Wonder Woman 84 gave me a chance to do a lot of things that I couldn't accommodate in the first movie. I was so happy to tell the Wonder Woman origin story. It was almost her birth, but we really haven't seen what she's capable of. It is exciting for me to show her at her peak of her strength, but it also is very important that she fights the internal struggle. She's a goddess and tries to help humanity. She's not only someone who fights evil, she tries to show bad people how to improve. It's an interesting dilemma. The next one is probably my last Wonder Woman movie, so I have to put everything I want in there. We have to think carefully. Patty Jenkins, going to do a trilogy of Wonder Woman. It's good news for us. At least there's another one after this one. Yeah. I'm down with that. I think uh, there's just some love and thunder stuff. We're shooting in Australia in the beginning of the year. That's what Natalie Portman has stated in an Instagram to Serena Williams, of all things. I think Serena Williams was uh, interviewing her on her Instagram, like little show or something that she has. Right. And she said they're going to start in Australia in the beginning of the year. So she is going to be Thor. Now, how much Chris Hemsworth's in it, I don't know, but she's taking the hammer. Let's see what happens there. Yeah, that'll be fun. It will be fun. A lot funner than this podcast, evidently. <laughs> we haven't played. Say something about the prequel, bitch. I love that fucking SNL. <laughs> Natalie Portman Ravage, the best yeah, fucking thing. <laughs> Say something about Dr. Binks. Oh, I love that shit. <laughs> King Tom, there's some news about Captain Marvel 2, correct? Yeah, Deadline is a, a reporting that um, Nia DaCosta, who directed the reboot of Candyman, will be directing the sequel to Captain Marvel 2. Wow. Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, who directed the first one, are not going to be returning. Marvel has not 
confirmed, but I guess Deadline is confident enough in their reporting to say that Nia DaCosta is going to be directing the Captain Marvel follow-up. Wow. Very cool. <laughs> I wonder when that's going to start filming. I saw there's some stuff about Brie Larson talking about Star Wars and how she missed out on Rogue One. She's mm-hmm. a huge Star Wars fan, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I would not mind to see her in a Star Wars movie. I really like Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in the minority on that one because people like love and t- they love talking shit on her on Twitter for some well, weird reason. The thing with her, man, it, like I enjoyed her in Captain Marvel, uh, but when you saw her on like all the press tour, she kind of came off as a total bitch on several occasions, and yeah. I don't know, like some of it, I felt like was it was this weird, like trying to fit in, maybe like you know, feels like it's a playful jab, but she just kept coming off like a bitch. And I, from watching the evolution of it, um, it kind of looks like maybe they like, uh, coached her because Mm. suddenly she, her whole tone turned around right on it. But there's a couple men where it got like so awkward when she would be on like with, uh, any of the dudes. Yeah. I saw a press junket with her. That was not good. Yeah, and um, I think that's where that's where the turnoff happens. Now, when she's on screen, you know that's that's a different story. But that's mm-hmm. not, you know, unfortunately, all that other stuff contributes to people's opinion of the thing true. of of a person. But true, you know, yeah, we'll see. Well, this is good news. We have an update from Ian. They finished Lost. Now, Ian is going to give us their opinion about season six. So let's listen to season six and next week we'll play Ian's opinion about the finale. Let's do it. Hello, Sith list. This is my second to last lost talk. Gonna summarize the whole of season six in terms of season six as a whole, the writers did an amazing job connecting the various plot points and and plot threads that were sewn throughout the series in my point of view the season was almost a perfect ending for the series i i really can't imagine it having gone any other way and it had a very balanced dose and focus on the island and the mythos of the island and and Jacob and the man in black and its history as well as Richard's backstory. But then also the so-called flash sideways and the characters finally converging to get off the island. I just really felt the writers did a, a really tremendous job. And again, I have to stress with the show, the music Fantastic. Excellent. I think I'll wrap this up and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Ian. Really appreciate that. King Tom, what do you uh, remember about season six? Yeah, I think Ian touched on something pretty big was when they said that this was probably the best way for the show to go because no one knew what was going to happen in the lead up to the series. I remember or th- that season, watching it live. You didn't know what they were going to do. And yeah, some people were upset 
by what they did and that led into some resentment about the finale but at the same time if if you think about it if you take a step back and think about it look at it especially considering the finale what they do in season six is probably the best thing they could have done especially because it's so out there so I i like that ian had that reaction too yeah me too me too appreciate that ian and we cannot wait for your finale reaction and what you thought about the last scene because i love that last goddamn scene i lost Mm -hmm. so good so good all right i think that wraps up our episode number 209 thank you for hanging in there i know there wasn't a lot of news but yeah we try to make it fun for you mr tom chansky king of all pods the man who gets poison ivy like no other. Please let people know where they can find you and listen to you. Tom Chansky on Twitter and for Patreon shows for Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, and The Bad Motivators. Fantastic. Mr. Eric Struthers, where can people find you? Well, probably having band practice because the band's trying to get back out there again. Nice. But yeah, nice. hopefully soon, man. But, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers and learn all about how much I love Taylor Swift. And you were on one of our favorite podcasts recently, correct? That is correct. I was a guest on Blue Harvest. Our friend Will, he uh, and his wife welcomed the new baby. Nice, and he had to take a couple of weeks off. And uh, yeah, man, I was filling some big shoes, but I was happy to do it. And, uh, you know, again, a big congrats to Will and the family. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully he'll be back in there soon. Yeah. Congrats, Will. That's fantastic. Great news. Mr. Less is More, where can people find you? Hanging around on Twitter at Less is More 78. <laughs> <laughs> The last part of kind of seven yet. Yep. <laughs> Outboard inflection. Maybe. I'm just Maybe. I'm just still kind of taking in that Boo saw the last dragon. Oh, it really shocked mm-hmm. you. Yes. Shock and awe. Uh, yes. One in the pink, up. two in the stink. Oh wow. The shocker. The shocker. Wow. Not really. Shona. <laughs> Carlos Borgueo, where can people find you? Practicing the last scene of the last dragon yeah. in front of a mirror. <laughs> oh yeah, without special effects. Sadly, yeah, sadly, I'm not glowing. Yeah, there's no, there's no lightning or you're any always, sparks. You're always glowing. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo and here on the Sith List. Thank you, and you can find me at the Sith List. And uh, we really appreciate you guys sticking around again. Like I said, and we will catch you next week on episode number two hundred and ten of. The Sith List.
So, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. (laughs) No, you first. Eggs in the butt. (laughs) Seriously, go ahead. Now that the whole show's ground to a halt, go ahead. (laughs) I know. Exactly. Pick it on up and take it. Go, go, go. (laughs) Yeah. What is that news? Uh, Captain Marvel 2, Candyman, you know, as a director. Okay. <laughs> 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 Rocket forget. Sorry, sorry, buddy. How dare you? He's a director.